This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Can't get enough of the fan in the morning? Shown up. Because this is nothing like that. Working. Al and Jerry are here with stories they'd never get to cover on the morning show. Very sexy robot. Hey, look at that pig. Shenanigans. Naked yoga. My mother had a bad experience with these ghosts. Let's hump the fence. It's Al and Jerry's post-game podcast. All right, here we go. Hey, hey, what do you say we do a pie where the monkeys? No, uh, we do a podcast. A couple of minutes in. No, it doesn't matter what time. It's not a live Depends, show. Uh, where when you're listening. You know what's funny about that, actually? I just said it's a live show. TMZ Sports just put out... Hi, Al. Um, TMZ Sports just put out a hot mic. Dan Plesak on MLB Network. They were in the studio, and I guess they threw to a game. And they're having a conversation. There's nothing bad about it. He's having a conversation. I forget what it might, might have been about Tommy Hunter. I'm not sure. Oh, no. He was talking about the first time he faced Reggie Jackson, and like he couldn't believe like he was in the bigs, and it was Reggie Jackson. And he's telling the story. He even goes, we're not on the air, right? And the guy's like, yeah, we're fine. Because they're showing the Phillies game. They left the mics up, and he starts to go, man, it was like, I look, and it's effing Reggie Jackson. They let it go for two more minutes where he dropped a couple of F-bombs. I mean, how does that happen? Honestly, how does that happen? I'm not sure. I don't know how the TV switchers work. I think it's the same thing with the faders. Yeah, I don't know. And I know TV's different because they've got the mics clipped to them, so they're not in control of it. But how are you? I don't know. That's, I don't know I mean, how that happens. never happens. But it happens. We know it happens. Yeah, no, I know it does. It's it's unfortunate. There's a uh, fellow that walks around here, Jerry. He works for the CBS Sports Network. His name is Tom. Yeah. Uh, I see, actually, he just got a nice promotion. He's going to be Jim Rome's producer out in uh, California. Really? He's yeah. moving? He's moving. No kidding. So I had asked you one time, I go, you see the fella out there all the time? He's walking around. He's got the uh, Apple ear pods on. And I said, he's always on the phone for like hours. And you said, well, he works on the, uh, uh, who's the writer show? Bill Ryder show. I'm like, there's no way he's talking to Bill Ryder prepping the Bill Ryder show that long. Well, my guess is he's been talking with the Rome people and maybe he's doing chill prep for them as to what he would do that day and that sort of thing. But it reminded me, so I sent him a note. We got a note about that, an internal memo. So I sent him a note saying congratulations. And I saw him today and he in the hallway, but he had the headphones in, the earpieces. Yeah. To which I don't know whether I'm allowed to talk to him or is he talking to someone. You're good. What is your assumption when you run into if somebody? If someone's not talking, I don't yeah. care if there's earphones in or not. If they're not talking and I have something to say, I'll say it. And yeah. if they give me the wave, then I know that they're on the phone. 
Because I get it a lot when I'm walking the dog and I'll have my ear sure. things in. People try to have a conversation with you, but you either have music on or right. you're talking to somebody. Yeah. It does happen. It's a little strange. Wow, and I'm then I jealous. Have to go. He's moving to Southern He's California. moving to California. Man. Pretty good, right? I told him. I Pretty said awesome. I interviewed with Jim Rome in 1997 for a job. Yeah. I was in over my head, and I didn't get it. You got to interview, though. I did get an interview. Yeah. In-person interview. That's I think that's cool. when, like, the Sweet 16 was in St. Petersburg. Oh, wow. And Rome was there doing his show, so that's how I was able to get an in-person That's kind of cool, interview. actually. Yeah. It was cool. It was the first time I noticed that, that uh, Rome prepared a lot of his show prior, like... uh Scripts it. Scripts it out for himself. Because yeah. uh, I went to go watch him do the show, and I saw that he was reading it. But the job that I went for back then was to be a writer. And I remember, really? yeah. So he was looking for, he was looking for somebody to write stuff that was like sort of not the hardcore sports stuff. Mm-hmm. So I remember I wrote something on lawnmower racing, like there was a lawnmower racing championship. Right. I remember I wrote something about that, something about NASCAR. Uh, but boy, I would, that would have been uh, to keep up with that. I would have that would have been stress city. Very for hard. Me. Every yeah, day you would have been stressed out. Yeah, so this guy's going for it. So good for him. His name is Tom uh, DiBenedetto. DiBenedetto. Mm-hmm. And I see Jim Rome's current producer, Adam Hawk. Looks like he's getting into the golf apparel world. Uh, him oh, yeah. And his friends uh, look like they have a company. Great. So that's what it looks like he's doing. That is awesome. So things are moving and shaking. Jeremy. I would say so. Something else I was reminded of with the cicadas coming. You know, yep. they. I, I think they're here, aren't they? They're here already. I think so. I don't read something like that. I don't know. They say they show up every seventeen years or something like that. It feels like we're always having cicadas, and they, I have not been. I've I've been seventeen years. If I'm fifty-one, seventeen and seventeen is thirty-four. Yeah, look at you. And seventeen would be thirty-four, forty-four. Like this is, should only be my third year of cicadas. You would think, but I feel like there's cicadas constantly. I felt like when I used to go to upstate New York a lot, we would hear them every every yeah. day. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not really concerned. I guess there's a particular type that comes out every 17 years. Right. But it reminded me that when I was uh, a kid, my friend Rob next door, we it was one of the years when the real cicadas really came out, and they were everywhere. They were uh, all on people's trees, sure. covered trees. And I remember my friend Rob, who I'd play wiffle ball with and basketball and football, he, he, got, he finished a bag of Doritos. Okay. And he had the empty bag of Doritos, and we went around, and he was collecting cicadas and piling them in this bag of Doritos. Oh, man. Just a a ton of them. And the neighbors wanted him, oh, come to my house, because, like, they would have a nice tree, and it'd be just covered in cicadas. Sure. He'd pluck them out, and he'd put them in this giant um, Dorito. Great question, Jerry. He um, took them into the backyard. Burned them? Emptied them into a empty sandbox. And chopped their heads off with a shovel. Where is he doing time now? He's actually very normal. He's an accountant oh. in uh, Boston. Got it. Has a nice family. So ID Channel hasn't done anything on him yet. No, but he collected cicadas to cut their heads off. Okay. <laughs> I mean, then I think he did another bag. It's now coming back to me as I'm telling you this story. He took another bag of cicadas a bag you know using like a potato chip bag and then flooded them with the hose (laughs) he just like murdering cicadas 
Oh, it's a good band name. The Murdering Cicadas. <laughs> the Murdering Cicadas. Yeah, it was pretty good. Listen, they came into our neighborhood, Jerry. He was just protecting our land. I, I understand. I get it. Listen, also, I'm the same person that when I was a kid, and even now, you like the uh, the bug zapper. All right. you're doing is electrocuting, electrocuting flying bugs. insects. Right. So it's really no different. Just Not a different way to different. do it. Right. He just he cut their heads off. Sure. You electrocute them. Yeah. I also remember that people used to wrap tinfoil around their trees, and that would somehow stop the cicadas from attacking. Who the hell their trees. is wrapping tinfoil around their trees? This was when this was going on in the eighties. I, I, that did not happen in my neighborhood. Yeah. People would wrap their, uh, their trees with tinfoil. Must've been some sort of old wives tale or something that the cicadas couldn't penetrate the. Hey Bert, the cicadas are back. Get you forgot tinfoil. to wrap the tree. Could you imagine there was probably a run on tinfoil? Shut shop, up, right? Millie. <laughs> you want it done? Do it yourself. Get off my back. Right. Wouldn't they just go on the higher parts of the tree you couldn't get to? There were cicadas. <laughs> exactly. Ay, ay, ay. Then I started thinking about when you would, you would play sports in your neighborhood. Always. Yeah. We played wiffle ball in backyards. Each yard was a different stadium. That's we cool. We did flag football. We even, one of the cooler things we did, and it's, it's amazing. I think we did this. That, that, it's amazing we did this. That no one complained. We had down my block. So you would come down my block, and right by my house, you would make a left. And then that block would wind around and then come back onto my block. So it was a big circle. We actually, with chalk, one day, we did lanes. And we had um, big wheel races. Nice. So it was like NASCAR. And <laughs> we, it was awesome, dude. We had so much fun with that. So that flag football. And we played a lot of roller hockey. Yeah. A lot of roller hockey. Would you have to move the nets when a car would come down the street? No, because we, we played we played in the parking lots at the schools in the summer. Oh, that's a good idea. And there were no cars. And so the school by me, that was like our home ice. <laughs> and then we had another group of friends where we went about a mile away. An away game. We did. We had, a, we had a full schedule and everything. There were three teams with three different school lots. It really was fun. It was good. Then would you ever do things in your neighborhood, your group of friends you'd play sports with, that would annoy the neighbors? Like Always. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, and that's what amazes me, that we would chalk the street and no one bothered us. I would say... Would you hit their cars with baseballs accidentally? No. I'm saying not on purpose, but like foul balls, footballs well, hitting their windshields. You know, the only thing, thing we ever did was we would play... Wiffle ball was in the backyards, so that was never an issue. Basketball was always in the driveways. The one thing I would say would be we played a game called, we called it one bounce. And so that would be the pitcher would lob the ball up in the air. It had to bounce once, and then you the bat was a tennis racket. And you could launch that thing down the street. And that was actually a lot of fun. That could get us in a little trouble. Right. But we also played during the day. People worked. And, it, you know. Yeah, that's why I, I whenever I see kids playing in the street, if my car is You want to call there, the police? No, like I, that's the one thing I'm forgiving about where I don't want to call the police. Okay. Where I feel like, listen, I did this when I was a kid. Yeah. I'm now an adult with an automobile in the street. If it gets hit, it gets hit. It's this is happen. part of uh, being in a neighborhood. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. That is part of it. But no I don't question. see a lot of kids playing well, in I the think, streets. Well, uh, so, no, they, they haven't. And even like on Sunday. So it was beautiful this weekend. So Saturday and Sunday, we had plans in the evening. Well, Saturday we had plans in the evening, um, but we were around all afternoon. I did a lot of yard work around the house for much of Saturday. Saturday afternoon and then Sunday afternoon when I got back from Joseph's doubleheader around 3 o'clock, both days around that time, all you heard 
were kids, but they're in the backyards. Yeah. They're not out and about anymore. It really is, come on over, a group of kids, and they just, that's what it is now. We used to have to do like a down and out in front of the car or behind the car. You know, you try to. Now it's run to the edge of the shed, cut left. Yeah. And head towards the deck. Right. That's pretty much what it is now. We also used to do this thing. uh, Also, my friend Rob, who was next door, the kid who chopped off the heads of cicadas, he used to have a cherry tree in his front yard. And we used to. Cherry tree? Yeah. We used to take a wiffle ball bats and we would hit the cherries across the street onto the neighbor's roof. Wow. I'm sure they were thrilled about it. I can't imagine they were. But it felt like uh, almost like you were hitting the ball to the green monster yeah, sure. over the green monster. Sure. Like if you put one on the roof, it felt like you were really like yeah, got a yeah. hold of one home run. I could imagine. Well, you were pulling through a window? No. We've okay. hit, we hit windows. Oh, really? Yeah, windows aren't made of like just one single pane glass though that it would, I don't know. I feel like if you hit a window, it would be all right. But I do recall the neighbors one time very nicely coming over. Okay. And saying, are you guys hitting cherries <laughs> onto our roof? Perhaps. Like, we are. We are, <laughs> in fact, hitting cherries. At least cherries. you didn't lie. No, and they go, could you please stop doing that? We can. We can We can stop. I think what would annoy people more is when you did something around their house, but not around your own. Yes. I think if you were centered around your own house, the other houses near it, collateral damage. Right. You moved in near kids. They're in front of their own house. But it's like when you move down the block, though, it's like when people, you ever have, well, I mean, I know you're in a condo now, but like when you used to live at your parents' house, did your parents ever get annoyed if like the neighbors would have people over and those people parked in front of your house and not in front of their house? Oh, that's big. Like that drives me nuts too. I don't know why. And yeah. it's not a big deal. I know, but people want control of their their space, the space, and even if it's not needed. I agree. I totally agree. They're like, "What are you parking here? Park in front of the other, I, like park in front of the house whose party it is." I totally agree. I know it really throws people off. It does, it even does. on a block where there's plenty of parking, and even if you park on the street and you come home and you have to park one house over. Right. But yeah, that drives people crazy. We have one set of friends. They have a great. There's a great spot that I go to. Not that there's a ton of space in this neighborhood. I'm talking about in between the homes, but there's enough to where I can park in between the houses, and it looks like I'm in front of neither. Perfect. Right. That's perfect. It is perfect. Who's par- you'll hear that a lot. Who's parked in? F- who's parked in front of the house? Yeah, all the time. It's Looking out true. the window. When the, if they're leaving, you'll look to see where they came from, whose house they went from, whose house they're going to. Ugh, they're having a party again. Yes. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. What else you got? <laughs> That's really all I had today. Is that true? Yeah. Okay. The headphones guy, the Jim Rome job. One interesting thing about that Jim Rome job is I feel like there's there's very few of those jobs left. So In what this, way? Like that where a national show producer job comes open oh where you move for it yeah like that i i feel like because you don't feel like they're high paying jobs anymore yeah and i guess yeah and i also don't think like people want to move for their jobs anymore i do yeah i would i can't but i would right you can't because you have children i can't so, because i've made the decision to let them finish out school before yeah. i would do something like that. where this guy is in that position and it yeah. has to do with age and and all that stuff yeah, he's not mad i know he's engaged he is yeah Matter of fact, his fiance, uh, his fiance used went to Columbia, and she used to do some of the basketball games. So I would see her on the road a lot in the in the gyms and the arenas. 
So like I knew her before I knew him. And it's just funny. Where that. did he go to school? I he might have gone there too. I don't know. I yeah. just know that she did because I used to see her at games. Um, so they're engaged, I know, and they're both young. So yeah. Boy, Southern Southern California. That sound, it seems like a dr- like the weather we're having. Picture that like 290 days out of the year. I know this is why you really got to take advantage because we are like right at the beginning of the good weather. We are, and usually we it don't get it. This May soon. 19th. Like I'm actually contemplating opening the pool. Do it, Jerry. I don't usually open the pool before at least Memorial Day weekend. At least sometimes the first week of June. Well, Memorial Day weekend I think is very late this year. Is it next weekend 31st. or the following weekend? 31st. It's Memorial Day, so a week from this coming Monday. We're about 10 days away, 11 right. days away. I, I pulled one of those Fugazi moves. Which that, one? Well, I'm taking off the Friday of Memorial Day. Oh, you Day. are? Yeah. I would like to do that, too. Yeah. Are the, the guys are in, though? Yes. Okay. The guys are in. Yeah, that's next. Uh, See, no, so next weekend is Memorial Day weekend. Cause I, gotta be, I don't want to do the warm-up show. If you're not yeah. Here. I really don't. Hmm. Like, who am I doing it with? I don't know. What are you doing? I'd ask Sal to stay on for an hour. Perfect. But the, this is the problem. And so people understand. It's not that I don't want to do it. I don't have the time to prepare the topics like you do. Like you do all that prep for the show. So you come across a lot of correct interesting things. Right. I'm doing the same prep anyway. Right. But then you find added stories. Yeah, sometimes. My time is taken up by just getting all the nuts and bolts ready. And then, try, like, that Kyrie Irving, if I didn't find that this morning, I wouldn't have had it. Like, that takes up time. And I, as much as I love the warm-up show, I do still have to treat 6 to 10. You do have to treat that the like main a job. part of the yes. job. Right. So if you're not here, I don't have the time to do that, and I can't ask someone filling in for you to do that instead. Right. So instead, like, I did it once with Lepresti. I remember he sat where you were and just stared at me. What else you got, Jerry? Yeah, so <laughs> it's like, ugh. And I can't take off every time you're off. Right. That's not going to work. Right. Like when you take off, I get CeeLo. Exactly. And well, and, but you and still I do still your have, prep. I still have the prep for for the show. Yeah. Right. And then I could just throw stuff at CeeLo. Oh, killer. Killer, killer, killer. It's a killer, Jerry. Yeah, I like the is. Sal idea, but just tell him he's got to prep that last hour. And then, and then I have the problem, too, with when I want to take a Monday or a Friday off, now it's now, can can Chris work both shifts? Because he's working uh, I mean, Carton and Roberts. Yeah, they don't want to put anybody else in here. Those guys now. ruined everything, Carton and Roberts. <laughs> They've ruined my afternoons. It's funny. All right, well. All right, Jerry. Let's I'll do the warm-up show. Let everybody think about my friend chopping the heads off cicadas in Dorito bags and uh, drowning another of set of them in Dorito bags when you see cicadas in your neighborhood. You're right, though. That is the beginning of serial killer behavior, but it... Well, I only learned that from you. It never progressed. You told you were the one that told. It's me normally that. animals. Bugs are are different. I okay. think. but still not like I didn't kill any of the cicadas. Right, I he wasn't did. interested in that. He did, and white pus would come out of their heads. Whoa. Okay. Warm up show next. So. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Good morning, campers. Alan Jerry, 
Don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. All I'm going to say is I give up. Spencer Turnbull has become the sixth Tiger pitcher to throw the eighth no-hitter in franchise history. Blah, 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 blah. All right, welcome to the warm-up show. It's 5.03. We got the Eddie Scazzeri here. The warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. To my left, his name is Al Spencer Dukes. What up, dude? Good morning, Jerry. This another stupid. Another no-hitter. I Five. will still stay with the under, but it's stupid. What did we set the over-under at? Because we now Eight have and a half. we now have five no-hitters yep. in baseball this season, and we are at May nineteenth. I'm still taking the under. Really? Yeah, I am. Because you think at some point it's just going to go cold. Because it's stupid. It really is stupid at this point. Why do we have so many no-hitters? Because guys can't hit. Well, can the Mets get another one? Why don't we get another Mets one then while Maybe the ball is going on? Maybe you will. There's you know too many strikeouts and there's too many easy outs. That's the problem. The other weird thing with the no-hitters is, for the most part, it's dudes you barely heard of. It's not like it's like, yeah. it's like the top five Cy Young candidates throwing no-hitters. It's Spencer guys never Turnbull. Spencer Turnbull of the Detroit Tigers. No, I mean, okay. We're watching on TV right now as he celebrates, Jerry. Even his teammates who have the celebration when you come running out of the dugout, they were just kind of jogging. They're like, yeah, another (laughs) no-hitter? Another one? I guess we come out and hug the guy. It is. It's the, it's the, The game is strange right now. I heard Sal driving in, and I'm with him. It's just become a slow, boring, blah game. Blah, blah, It blah. has. It's too many strikeouts. I, I don't know what you do about it. I it's... think we're getting another Mets no-hitter this year. No, probably not. I think we are. I don't. Uh, by like I some hope dude you're right. we never heard of. I do hope you're right, but who's I don't Who's the least it. likely Mets current starter who's going to get a bunch more starts? Taiwan Walker. Oh, my man. Because that's your guy. Walker. Yeah, love That's why I'm going with him. Yeah. All right, let's go with him for a no-hitter. Where do I put some cash down? Cash. Uh, well, I go to BetMGM. You can go wherever you want. FanDuel, right. somewhere like that. Like, it's not going to be Jacob deGrom. It's not going to be Garrett Cole for the Yankees. It's going to be guys that are on the fringe of making the team. They're going to throw no-hitters. You're right. If that's what it seems like. I need a perfect game, Jerry. That's what means something to me. Well, you almost had one. Give me Because you had the error. Remember the one with the Orioles? Yeah, with the Orioles. What did this fellow last night? I didn't look at his line to see, like, uh, he walked some dudes. Did he... You know what I'm saying? Like guys, uh, you know, I, to be completely honest, had to be a couple of walks. I rushed What's to get name? that Turnbull? clip in Spencer Turnbull. Turnbull? Turnbull. Oh, let me check him out, Hey, Jerry. Turnbull. All right, so so far, to your point, so Wade Miley's a name if you're watching baseball. I've heard of him. Right, so he had the last one. John Means, eh, okay. Carlos Rodon for sure is a name. Joe Musgrove, mm, okay. Alec Mills, I really wasn't familiar with him. Nope. Gio, well, now I'm going back to 2020. We're all the ones from this year. Interesting. Turnbull anyway. issued two walks yesterday. It's a bad job by him. <laughs> it's not a bad <laughs> it's job. A bad by job him. by you. No, Turnbull. so that's it. So it's Musgrove, Rodon, Means, Miley, and Turnbull. Right. The five so far this year. If I was one of those guys, I'd go right into management and be like, I just throw no hitter. Like, let's go. A little contract extension. How many do you think were thrown in two thousand forgetting the last year? How many in two thousand nineteen do you think were thrown? Four. Did you look that up? No. Look at you. Nailed it. There were four. But but you know what, though? Three. I don't count this one. A combined no-hitter. No, I'm sorry. That doesn't count. Combined no-hitter does not count. It's like when the Astros had that combined no-hitter. I don't count. <laughs> you, know, you know what's funny? So we're watching last night. So Seattle has been no-hit twice now, and the Indians have been no-hit twice now. Right. 
in 2019, Seattle was no hit twice. <laughs> Seattle's been no hit twice, second time in two weeks. I know. Well, the season's only six weeks old, so it can't be that much. They stink. Uh, yeah, I mean, even Cleveland was two times in, let's see, April 14th and then May 7th, so two times in three weeks. It's pretty wild. Yeah, that's terrible. I saw that the Mets traded for uh, Cubs outfielder Cameron Maben, a guy whose name I'm familiar with and I know. Sure. My ask of you here, Jerry, is is he past his prime? Probably, yes, I would say Probably. So. Yes, I would say. You know who I felt bad for last night was the kid uh, Khalil Lee. Is that his name? Yeah. He made his big league debut. I think he – I think – I got to look this up. I think he came over in the Benintendi trade between the Red Sox and Royals and somehow the Mets ended up with him. A oh, poor kid. I know he had a nice catch. But he was 0 for 4. He struck out every time. He was 0 for 4 with four strikeouts? Yeah. But a beautiful diving catch in right field. He did have a nice catch, but he, I mean, he looked lost at the plate. And he went all in for the Mets. Like he was, he even his, his glove is blue and blue orange. Blue and orange. Yeah, it's kind of cool, isn't it? It is very cool. Although I'm, I was thinking, like, it's probably not broken in properly if he just got I it. I promise when he you it's broken in properly. They probably have a break in glove guy. That's all he does is break Probably. I mean, all these teams have so many people on staff. I would yeah. almost guarantee it. Are a break-in glove guy. Yes, absolutely. So there's a guy that works there that puts the oil in the glove, wraps a softball around it. A baseball. A baseball. Right. And then wraps it up with rubber bands and then puts it on the shelf. Yeah, or you could drive, uh, drive, drive over it with your car. Oh, that's another method? Yeah. The car or drive over? Really loosens that thing up. That's why, like, even when I play softball, I still use my Little League glove because it's broken in. I go to these places. You still have your Little League glove? Yeah. Bucky Dent model. That's amazing. Now, it's funny you say that because I found a wood bat that I bought when I was a freshman in high school because it had the Daryl Strawberry <laughs> signature yeah. in it. I actually found one in the shed today, yesterday rather, that I guess was just... You know, thrown in with a bunch of things that went from move to move with me. I didn't even realize I still have because I bought two cases of them. I got one bat remaining. Two cases of bats? I did because we were playing in, in a summer wood bat league. And so I bought two cases of them. Look at you. Yeah. I had a Greg Luzinski bat. The bull. Was that a, a giveaway bat? No, anywhere? I think I purchased that somewhere, but it was a Greg Luzinski bat. And you don't have that anymore. I don't have that anymore. That's long gone, Jerry. You still have the bat that you got no hits with. <laughs> like, that should be. That wasn't my bat. That was the team bat. I do still Isn't remember it. something how different it was? Because it was an aluminum bat, and it was uh, had like an orange rust tint to it, but it was light. <laughs> think about this. Think about the times we're in now. So now every kid shows up with their own. If you're a catcher, you got your own catcher's gear. You bring your own bat, and in some cases, most kids have two in their backpack. Now, and then you go back to the 80s when we played, each manager was given two bats for the team and one sack of catcher's gear that everybody used. Right. We all used the same stuff. We all used the same batting helmets. And the coaches look like Walter Matthau. Yeah, big fat guys. (laughs) Big fat Walter Matthau. Something like that. Uh, So the Yankees won last night. That was good, Jerry. Uh, And the Mets won. That was good. We got two teams that are uh, four games over 500. Yeah. And did you see, did you catch Tommy Hunter? Tommy Hunter? Of the Mets. What does he do? Well, he's a pitcher. He came in after your guy Miguel Castro started. Yeah. This is what I don't get. So Castro comes in last night, and of course the first person I thought of was... Me. Of course. You were the first person I thought of because you have become the Miguel... I'm not going to call you a Miguel Castro lookalike. That's Thank not you. even though... 
you guys have the um, similar build with the neck and all that stuff. Yeah, we have a similar neck. What I don't understand is he comes out, and we didn't know throughout the day who was going to start, or at least yesterday morning when we got off at 10 a.m., we had no idea who was going to pitch for the Mets. So they go with Miguel Castro. It looks great in the first inning. And they go to commercial break, and I, I guess it was Gary that said, we'll see, maybe Castro gets another inning. And I'm thinking, we'll see? How many pitches do you think you threw in the first inning? Like a while, like an average. 19 pitches. 11. 11 pitches, and he was done for the day? Yes, He's and tired. I'm thinking, throw him back out there for another. Like, you're two using, innings. you're going bullpen game. Why would you, 11 pitches and done? I think bullpen game, you should go through the order once, then get out. I, I completely agreed. He faced, like, three batters. Like, I don't understand why that was. Anyway, so Tommy Hunter comes in. Pitches the second and the third inning. Now, Tommy Hunter, for the most part, has spent much of his career in the American League, which means how many times do you get to hit? Very rare, Jerry. Very rare. Last night, I believe it was only his fourth or fifth big league at bat. What did he do? He got a hit. Hands down. Best thing I've, I mean, I don't know. I was talking, I, was, I have no idea. I jumped on first like a little leaguer. Man, I it was, it was crazy. That's the coolest thing I've ever done in the big leagues. I mean, I don't know. I got a knock in the show. <laughs> I think it's awesome. I was so confused by this. I'm glad you explained it to oh, me. Oh, why? Because I, I was not aware he was a pitcher. <laughs> and I'm hearing Sal play these clips. And they go, uh, his, he's been in the big leagues 14 years. His yes. first hit. I'm like, wow. They re- he must be... <laughs> Tremendous field. It never dawned on you that he was a pitcher? It never dawned on me. Because wow. I, I thought he was one of these guys that bounced up and down, back and forth for 14 years. Right, sure. Because then I heard him say like something about his wife and kids, and I was like, how's this guy afford a wife and kids? <laughs> <laughs> Been up and down for 14 years. The majors, minors, back and forth. No, he's... All I right, mean... That makes sense now, Jerry. I'm glad you cleared that up. <laughs> so confusing. His, but his video conference was really cool. I mean, the look on his... When that clip doesn't do it justice, you got to see the look on his face. Like, he is so incredibly proud of himself, and I get it. Like, that's cool. And then he got to score a run on a home run. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Pretty yeah. neat. So good for him. And good that, for you. And how about the fact, too, that Tomas Nito is the one that comes through in the ninth inning? Yeah, home run in the ninth. Hey, Nito. You should have, didn't you do a Lido song with Nito? No, I did uh, oh. Gino uh, Gino Smith song to Lido by the or the Lido Shuffle Got by it. Boz Skaggs. Got it. Lido, whoa, we I did Gino. We know you blow. <laughs> well, you could have had a Nito one ready. There was a, there was a time when most of my songs about athletes was I just rhymed something with blow that you blow. Well, Tebow, we know. Tebow, Gino. Romo. Romo. Well, I don't agree with that one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those, Jerry. Yeah, something like that. Hmm. So, yeah, good baseball night last night for All the right. Mets and the Yankees. And we also, you know, we look at the Mets. They remain in first place. The uh, Yankees making their move up standings. It's a good night. And we got Corey Kluber tonight for the Yankees. We don't know who's pitching for the Rangers yet, according to my MLB app. We don't. But I will tell you this. What do we call it? The, sh- uh, the sure thing? Bet Jerry's sure yeah. thing bet of the day or something. So my sure thing bet of the day will include the New York Yankees tonight. With Corey Kluber, even though you don't know who's pitching for the Doesn't Rangers. Doesn't matter. Rangers stink. My, They lost their one game. The Yankees will win tonight.
Got it. That will be part right, of my sure, sure thing, thing bet of the day. But I got to come up with one other one because it's got to be a double play day oh, type man. of deal. Where did I put my commercials? Uh, that's a good question. I don't know. Eddie, do I have my commercial? Did I leave my uh, warm-up show commercials in there? We are finding out oh, as we speak. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, so we got a lot to do here in this first hour. Well, the only, <laughs> we only get one hour. We so. only do one hour, Jerry. So in this hour, we've got a lot to do also, which we will get to at some point. I know Al isn't really – we don't really talk basketball, but we did find out when the series will yeah. start for the Nets and the Knicks, and we know that the Nets will play the Celtics uh, Saturday night, primetime, 8 p.m. I've got two basketball things after the break, Jerry. Excellent. Two of them. There you go. Uh, by the way, Jerry, it's officially – the one-year, three-day anniversary in my new condo. And it was the best decision I've ever made, buying my own place, building equity in a home. I owe a big thank you to Carney Bank. You know how much I love those guys and gals over there. They made the mortgage process easy. My mortgage loan officer was always accessible, personable, quick to respond. First-time homebuyers do not hesitate to explore Carney Bank. Visit carneybank.com slash mortgages. That's carneybank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. All right, so much more to do, including Boomer and Geo. The boys are back in town. Coming up at 6 on the fan. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, 523. It is really nice to have you with us. It's a Wednesday, and we are talking summer Wednesday because these next few days, fantastic. It's going to be nice down the shore with those binoculars. Oh, Oh, yeah. Are people actually swimming yet? Uh, Yeah, I did see some people swimming. Anybody laying out on the beach? Yeah. Pitched their tent? Uh, Yes. Some people would, yeah. (laughs) We don't need a stupid joke. I'm just asking. If people are out there with people their tents. People have pitched their tents, yes, Jerry. Some people on balconies. <laughs> I pitch a tent with on the With binoculars, balcony. I understand. Hello. Right. I, <laughs> Quick plug for the post-game podcast, which is a podcast that you and I do uh, every day. Yeah. Uh, yesterday, Craig stopped by for like an extended... <laughs> we did a 45, no, we like did 50 like, minutes, yeah, I think. Yeah, well, uh, he, he happened to pop in and we, we talked to him. People that did listen to it seemed to like it, yeah. so... If, you're someone who occasionally listens or never listens. Check out yesterday's post-game podcast. It was fun. It was a good we time. We were about to be done, mm-hmm. and then we weren't. And then we had to go. That reminds me, yesterday I had to go get a blood test, which is why I had to rush out of there. I never in my life felt, I don't know what this woman who took my blood, she put the needle in my arm, and I felt, I, I never felt the needle in, like I felt the pinch of the needle sure. going. I felt this the metallic in my vein to the point where I was tasting in my mouth metal. Really? Yeah, it was crazy. That is weird. I don't think I've ever experienced that before. And I always think of whenever you have to get blood drawn where they they tie off your arm with the rubber Mm -hmm. band, and then I think of heroin addicts. You a good veiner? Yeah, I got a good vein. Your main vein? (laughs) The main drain vein. (laughs) (laughs) I have a nice vein in my arm, Jerry, because I do bicep curls, Jerry. I'm very muscular. Is that why? Yeah, very muscular. That's got to be a tough job. 
Yeah. Like, like you're the, so you go to school to figure it out and then here's your first client and you can, you get someone that's got like no veins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Oh, you gotta be thinking oh, boy, I should go back to the yeah. store. I don't How need do I to be do doing this. this. <laughs> they do the whole thing. Just like what you imagine goes on with, uh, people who shoot themselves up with heroin. They're like, I can't they, imagine they that. They tap your, they tap the vein to, try to terrible. Try to wake it up. They tie you off. Yeah, I, that's just awful. Yeah. I feel bad for people that but are doing that. after I either give blood or have a blood test done, and then they bandage you up, I walk around with my arms straight for, like, the entire rest of the day. Because <laughs> one time, one time I was driving home from that, and I looked down, and my arm was covered in blood. You're kidding for me. For whatever reason, it, the, the pressure thing didn't shut. So all I think about is, like, looking down and seeing my arm. Wow. Covered in blood. That's it. Mm-hmm. A crimson mask. I actually had a very strange dream last night. Is that right? What happened? You were shooting heroin? No. Someone. Hmm. It's not working. Someone you know? No, because you just made me think of it with the blood. Yeah. Someone you know was bleeding profusely. It was me. Andre the Giant. I was. Oh. You were? Yeah, it was a very strange. I woke what up. What caused like... your bleeding? Someone beat you up? No, I was run over by a car. All right. In here in New York City? I I don't remember. Probably. And it woke me up. Yeah. Very You survived, though? And I don't usually remember dreams at all. The car you ran you over and you survived. I didn't say that. Oh. You dead? All I remember was hit by a car, looked down at myself, blood everywhere. And I don't know if because I saw that stupid Kevin Pillar thing 9,000 times yesterday. Um, But yeah, it was weird. You couldn't have died in your dream, though, Jerry, because... They say if you die in your dreams, you really die in your bed. That's a thing. Like you never die in your dreams. All right. Well, maybe I maybe you they, survived. Maybe I still had a pulse. I don't you know. You survived. It was Jerry. very creepy though. I know, I can tell you it was twelve oh seven when, when I woke up? up from it. Yes, that was the that was the time of your death certificate. Twelve oh seven. Jerry no, no, was run no. over by a car. That's not what I said. New York City. <laughs> I don't know where it was. I could have been in Pennsylvania. It was Who New York knows? City. We know that. We know this, Jerry. Where else would you get run over by a car? New Who York. knows? Who knows? Uh, two basketball-related items. One, Bill de Blasio, very popular mayor here in New York City. Uh, what a got, dork. Got turned into a meme. For whatever reason, he was uh, held a press conference. He was wearing a Brooklyn Nets shirt and awkwardly fitting hat. With a with a with a dress shirt over it. With his dress shirt over his Nets shirt. I don't know why. He reminded me of Jackie Gleason. I don't know why. He looked like an idiot. He did look like an idiot. And it looked so weird. I couldn't tell. It looked like a Saturday Night Live skit is or, what it looked or like. Or like that somebody photoshopped him that too. in that gear. But he was actually dressed like that. What was the yeah. purpose of this? I don't know. I guess I was he talking about it. like... Um, Probably supporting the New York teams, playoffs, m- you know, more capacity. Right, Who more knows? capacity. I, I, Very strange, though. You gotta, you gotta seek that out. He's wearing an ill-fitting Brooklyn Nets baseball hat, which looks so weird on him because it's one of those straight bill hats, which doesn't really work on a lot of guys. No, not myself most included. Guys. And uh, the the shirt, like you said, um, uh, a Nets shirt with a dress shirt over it. How about Very the busy. two horrendous press conferences we had the last couple of days? What was the Dolan other one? with Cuomo, <laughs> right? Which was just uncomfortable. Awkward. And then this idiot yesterday. (laughs) He became an internet meme. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. And then the other thing coming out of the Brooklyn Nets world is uh, Kyrie Irving raised, as they say, Jerry, raised some eyebrows with his comments on the playoffs. 
you know, we just want to enjoy the ride. That, that's all. That's really all I can say. I just want to enjoy it as if it's my last. Oh, oh, why is that a big? I don't understand why that's a big like deal. He doesn't plan on being around anymore. No, that's not true. I, I, I mean, to me, I think a lot of people would say you want to enjoy each and every day as if it's your last. I don't. That doesn't mean anything to to me. I watched that he he told he spoke for thirteen minutes. That was in the middle of it. There was no follow up to it. Um, I think prior to that, he was asked how much longer he plans on playing for. And he basically said, I don't know. I'm like, you think about it, but I have no idea. Okay. So, yeah, go out and play and enjoy it like it's your last because you never know. Jerry, I live every day like it's my last. No, you don't. You That's live true. every day like you're going to be here forever. Yes. As you just watch the days pass, like sands <laughs> through the hourglass, so are uh, Al's days of his lives. Like sands through the hourglass, so are the days of our lives. Uh, yeah, no, listen, you have to live every day as if it's your last, but plan for the future. What are you doing today? Plan on walking the dog. <laughs> Anything some else? Lunch. <laughs> How is today different than yesterday? Uh, probably got to exercise today. I didn't exercise <laughs> yesterday. There you go. <laughs> Take a nap, listen to Cartner Roberts. <laughs> So Take basically, my... the exercise for, and let's be honest, everybody, <laughs> when he says exercise, he means seven minutes of curls. I'm going to do curls. I'm going to do I'm gonna do bench presses. I just do chest and arms. Because you want the ladies to see your pecs. Because <laughs> that's I only have half mirrors in my home, so I don't see anything <laughs> below the belt. You don't want to see anything below the belt. Yeah. That doesn't impress you. Not impressive. That don't impress you that much. That don't impress. And I don't see my back, so I don't do any back exercises either. Mm, fair enough. I'll tell you one thing, though. A good, solid back, very sexy for the ladies. When a woman has a nice back? Both. Or you're saying we, if a man has a nice back, the ladies like it. I think, yes, absolutely. If you see a guy walking from behind that's got some muscle tone to his back, it's a good look. Same thing for a woman. If she's got like just good, I don't mean like, you know, bulky and strong like a weightlifter, but good definition, good tone. Yeah, it's, it's good looking. So it's possible to have a sexy back. I think it is. Yes. I'm I absolutely think so. I'm bringing sexy back. Shut up. I'm bringing sexy back. All right. So you're taking nothing out of that Kyrie comment. All absolutely good. nothing. And I, I to me, I actually liked everything he said yesterday. I had no issue with his 13 minutes. And they will play the Boston Celtics. They will. What's this, a best of what series? Seven. Best of seven? Yeah. That's why the playoffs aren't Holy over until the mackerel. end of June. Seven games they got to play if yeah. it goes that far. Yes. Yeah. It won't go seven. Jerry, if one team wins four games, do they keep playing or the the series over? Well, so they would advance, but what they do is they play two exhibition games to stay uh, in shape, just in case Smart. the other team they're playing is still playing. All right. So you could play six games. So let me ask you this: If the Nets, in order for the Nets to make it to the to win it all, Jerry, yeah, how many series do they have to win? They have to beat the Celtics. Well, you got to win the first round, the semifinals, conference finals, finals. So wow. sixteen games. Damn. Yeah, there's a lot of basketball lot still of, to be played. There's a lot of basketball still to go. Jerry, a lot of basketball if still you're to be played. A basketball played. fan. And I'm just curious. Over under. All right, because neither under. one of the guys are listening right now. Over under yeah. on how long it takes Boomer and Geo to be pissed that the NBA Coaches Association voted Monty Williams Coach of the Year and not Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau. Yes. I think Boomer will be angry first. So over under five and a half minutes. Uh, so you're saying that uh, 605? 
I'm saying from the moment G opens his mouth, right. five and a half minutes from that point. I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to take the over. I'm going to say, it I'm going to take the over the, too. It's going to be in the first segment, but as we're getting, you know, as we're going further down. I do too, because I think it's going to be mostly baseball to start. Right. They're going to do baseball. They're going to get into a little bit of basketball, and they'll be, oh, by the way, this coach of the year nonsense. Completely agree. Although he did receive votes, as they say. All right. So good for him. All right, 533, halfway home. Those guys, their names are Boomer, Esaias, and Greg Giannotti. They come, as Mark Malusis would say, they come your way next on The Fan. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Al and Jerry, two scientists responsible for the COVID-19 vaccine. Yeah, working out pretty good, isn't it? Isn't it? A thank you wouldn't kill you once in a while. And 20 we, in front. we didn't come up with that Johnson & Johnson one either. We came up with the real one. You came up with the Pfizer one. I came up with Moderna. Yeah. So far, we're two for two. That's right. What else you got? Jerry, you have any? I'm, I'm going to do a buzz or no buzz. Oh, I like buzz you. or no buzz. Buzz, no buzz. Jerry, buzz or no buzz. I give you one topic. You tell me, is there any buzz around this story? Or is there no buzz around this story? All right. The Derek Jeter six-part... Oh, good Lord, no buzz. ...docu-series coming to ESPN. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? Tell me what's happening. Yeah, Jeets! Coming to uh, ESPN next year. Six-part documentary series. Derek Jeter you called know The Captain. I will reserve my opinion for that. So we'll have to do buzz, no buzz again this time next year. You'll reserve your buzzworthiness next year. I need to see the trailer. Yeah. Well, here's a couple things. One, and okay. Jeter's involved in it. I don't care I about don't that. Like. I, I know, and that seems to be what everybody's saying. That's fine. Jordan was involved in his too, and it was awesome. Right. The problem I have in terms of right now saying buzz, Jeter was boring. Jeter is boring. He was great. One of the best players I've ever watched in terms of leadership, clutch play, all of that stuff, championships. But he was a bore. Jordan was feisty. We knew about Jordan and the gambling, Jordan leaving, going to play basketball, the stuff Trash that happened. Talking. All of that stuff. Like you knew there was going to be some his competitive. And I'm not saying Jeter doesn't have the competitiveness. He probably we know he does, but different. So, to me, right now, I would say no buzz, but I, I need to see the trailer. I can't I can't really give you a real answer. I agree. As of right now, no buzz. Unless there's a breakout star like in the Jordan documentary where we get that we were get like a curly-haired security <laughs> guard who becomes That's, the breakout star. He's a breakout star to you. He was a breakout star in that documentary series and we found that he passed away. He's uh, uh, no, no longer, did he really? He's no longer alive, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Sad. It is sad. Yeah, but the Jeter thing, you're right. Like uh, him being involved, I like when, I like when there's a documentary, and this is like the murder documentary genre, the serial killer genre, where I don't need the person in who's the main part being involved, but I need all of their close friends and family being involved. You'll get that, I think. Yeah, but with Jeter being involved, if he has the final say, true. You think his wife will be in it? Uh, yeah, but it'll be all good stuff. Like, we're not going to get any, 
things about the well, Jeter's single life where he was. Oh no 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 no! But I I think you could get it where she's just had she's annoyed with baseball. Yeah, like I think if you did a Tom Brady one, what's his wife's name? Giselle. I think clearly she would be like enough with this football. Yeah. So Stupid. you could get something like that, but you're right. I don't know. I don't think that they are going to interview Mariah Carey for this. Right. Right, because he was with her for a while. Mariah was not? Carey, Minka Kelly. Right. I don't think we're going to I don't think we'll hear from them. Various ladies he dated. Yeah. Yeah, we had fun stories about gift baskets and parking validation and and all that, that he fun used to, stuff. That he used to have them have women sign a a contract that says he was allowed to make sweet, passionate love to them, and they were okay with it. How much? How much of the six episodes will involve the relationship with one Alexander Emmanuel Rodriguez? I don't know. Again, if is he going to address that in this documentary? You we have don't to. Know. How could I would you think not? You have to as well. You have to do the whole Jeter uh, Garcia Para Rodriguez thing. Like, how could you not do that? Right. So, I don't know. I'd be, I'm a year out. I'm interested. I don't know how much buzz there is. So, we'll see. I reserve judgment. Also, six parts. Well, I don't mind that. I mean, I, I really enjoyed the, and I know the because of dance. the times, the Jordan one was, you know, it was special because we had nothing else. Jerry, we were in the middle of a pandemic. But I think if it's good, you look forward to it once a week. So, we'll see. That's true. Is this gonna? This is not gonna be on Netflix or something, is it? No, ESPN. Okay. Oh, okay, fine. So it'll be once a week. Yeah, once a week. All right, good we'll deal. Probably do it on like a Sunday situation. Yeah, but when in the though? Because, here's the thing: because in the summer you got Sunday Night Baseball on yeah. ESPN. What do you put in ESPN two? No, you can't do that. But it'd be you know people would be more interested in the summer. I think because baseball would be going on. Yeah, you're right. But Sunday night, there's something special about it. But you can't compete with the actual games. All right, so am I checking you off for right now, Jerry? I'd like to put this in my book, May 19th, 2020. What year are we in? 2021. 2021. Jerry, am I putting you down for a buzz or no buzz right now? I just need to know. Uh, option C. It's mm, only two options. Reserving the right for judgment later. Hmm. So if mm. you have to reserve ah. the right for judgment, I'm putting you down as no buzz. Because when there's buzz, you're like, oh, I That's fine. No buzz, buzz right now. Yes, yeah, right now, no it. buzz, which is potentially can be changed at a later yes, date. Yes, Let's say it that way. Reggie Miller, Jerry, he says the Knicks are, he says the Knicks, quote, are back and they are reminiscent of the team he hated. Oh, it's nice that Reggie Miller's joined the party and actually woke up. (laughs) Reggie Miller's alive, Jerry. We've only been saying that for, I don't know, the last four months. What about a six-part documentary series on Reggie Miller? <laughs> How about not? <laughs> that was a great series. That I that I was so into basketball back then. All those matchups were. Yeah, they were. Uh, Knicks Pacers with Reggie Miller and yeah. Rick Smith. How many points did he score in like six seconds? Was that like, do you remember that? Reggie Miller. Was he had the three, uh, stole 10? the ball, hit the three. I don't, hmm. I got to look that up. I don't remember exactly what it was. That was awesome. But he scored a boatload of points in a really short time. Yeah, Knicks, Indiana Pacers. What was that, like 94, Jerry? 90, yeah, you were, later. You were talking probably 97, 98, oh, I want to say. If you were, because... What, 94, the 94 Rockets? 94 was the Rock, yeah, exactly. So but by the time Reggie and the Pacers got into the mix, you were probably talking, I want to say 98, Eddie. In the mix, got to have I, I don't, yeah. So let me check here. I want to look. What's the buzz? Everybody's happening. Um, actually, 95 is what See we're that? talking about. Eight points in nine seconds in 1995. Yeah. They're <laughs> back, baby. 
eight points in nine seconds. Eight points in and nine seconds. And at the seconds. end of the game. Yeah. It wasn't like it happened in the second quarter you rebound from. It was... Marv it, probably did those games, right? Yes, yes. I would think so. Is that when he gave uh, Spike Lee the choke sign? Yeah. I would think so. Yes. All that It's amazing to me. The Knicks of the 90s, and I certainly watched enough of it like everybody else. It all blends. It, it does all blend blends together. It one. It really does. I'm just remembering because I moved to Florida in like 94 and from Indiana when I was going to school. Sure. So I remember being into that matchup right. for that reason. Right, right, right. So that's why I thought it was on 94. No, you're right. So it was 95, but, and then I'm thinking, I was saying 98. You really, if you're thinking 98, 99, now we're talking about Nick's Heat and the whole Allen Houston beating the Heat with the, uh, the shot at the buzzer that falls in. And that was their run to the finals where they lost to Spurs. The Spurs. And yeah, and that was where Patrick really couldn't play. And Spreewald was end. on that. Yes, team. correct. Exactly. Much different type of team than the team in the mid. In early 90s. So are we expecting that type of excitement, Jerry, for the Knicks playoff run I here? I think so. I mean, I, I hope so. I expect them to beat the Hawks in the first you round. Do. I don't think they're going to win in four games. But because, you know, Atlanta's good. I mean, it's not just Trey Young. I mean, Clint Capella, Gallinari's good. Um, I, you know, Bogdanovich is good. I think that they will six games. Have the odds Knicks changed at in all? Six. I have no idea. I haven't they, looked. They were, the Don't, Hawks haven't were looked. favored, I believe. I haven't looked. I don't the know. Hawks were favored? Yeah. Yeah, the money, money line wise, yes. I think the Knicks will win this series, and I think they should win this series. After that, to me, it's whatever. Will we see a Knicks Nets matchup? I don't think so. Oh. I don't, is it possible? Yeah. Do I, but do I think the Knicks will, you're assuming they would have to get to the conference finals, right? Because they're the four. If you so say four, so. Four, five, two, seven. Now I'm forgetting. Do they? They don't reseed in the NBA, do they? No. No. So then two seven would play. No, I think it would be the conference finals for them to play each That'd other. That'd be awesome. For that to happen. Jerry be electric. Because then here. you'd have one four two three if everything held. So yeah, that would be electric around here. Sounds confusing. I will. Yeah, that would be something. No, it's really not. If they're not reseeding, it's not confusing at all. That would be buzz. Jerry, that would be buzz. That if would be we a had lot of Knicks buzz. Nets buzz. Yeah, it would be. I'll buzz tell you this. In the building. Write it down. Knicks-Nets Conference Finals next year. In 2022? Yeah. All right. Write that down. Where am I writing this? I don't see this? you jotting that down anywhere. <laughs> I, I don't know where to put it. I mean, you wrote down buzz, no buzz for 2022. That's true. I do have a reminder. I set a reminder on my phone for Al, next let's year. do buzz, no buzz. Knicks-Nets Conference Finals 2022. Buzz, no buzz. Right now, no buzz because it's <laughs> too far into All the right. future. Let's update it. Buzz, no buzz for the NBA playoffs. For you, not for the New York sports for fan. For me, right now, no buzz. You will not You will uh, not get into Knicks-Hawks or uh, Nets-Celtics. I, I, no, I don't have a buzz yet. Next round. I might, I'll might. i catch up if, on the next round of Fair. playoffs. That's Fair. where the buzz will start happening for me. Fair enough. That's fine. The Kansas City Chiefs, Jerry, have opened up as favorites in 16 of their 17 games. They are a pick in week three against Baltimore. Otherwise, they're favored in every game. Shouldn't they be? Yes. Okay. So that's really uh, no buzz. The Buccaneers are only favored in 15 of their 17 games. Who do they have them not favored against? The Rams are favored in week three, which is bizarre. That is weird. Game is in L.A. That's very weird. And they're a pick game in Indianapolis in week 12. Again, weird. Weird. Please. Against, uh, what's his name at quarterback? Carson Wentz? That's right. Are you serious? Yeah, why? That's Cold bizarre. Box. Box. I have no idea. I if, uh, yeah, I don't know. That and makes no sense. The Houston Texans, Jerry, 
stink. Underdogs in well, they every don't know who the quarterback is. Single game, right? Who's playing quarterback? Over under. What if we just did this every week? You took the Chiefs and you took whoever's playing the Texans. You would probably make some money. I would think you would. You'd make some money. We got to take a quick break. It's uh, five fifty-one. It's the warm-up show brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today, for tomorrow. Visit CarneyBank.com for details. Tell me more about them. More about Carney Bank, Jerry. Maybe you've heard that I'm celebrating one year in my condo. If you're sick of paying rent like I was and want to build equity in a home, get in touch with Carney Bank. They made the entire mortgage process easy. Things that would have taken a few days at the big banks were done in an afternoon at Carney. I wouldn't recommend anyone else. Also, their first-time homebuyer program offers a ton of savings. Visit CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. That's CarneyBank.com slash mortgages. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. Odyssey Sportsman and Amy Lawrence on the great Mike Trout. It's the dynamic duo of Al and Jerry, the superheroes of WFAN. All right, welcome back. Mets win, Yankees win, Islanders did not win. They lost. Nets, Celtics, Saturday night, 8 p.m., Knicks, Hawks, sometime Sunday. Jerry, the warm-up program is brought to you by Carney Bank, your bank for today. For tomorrow, visit CarneyBank.com for details. Jerry, actor Charles Grodin passed away. Oh, it's sad. You're familiar with his work? Uh, Yeah, of course. How could you not be? He was Beethoven. <laughs> That's how I'm familiar with his work. Yeah, that was the show, a uh, movie about a giant dog. Yes. Uh, you had children at that time, so they were watching Beethoven? No, I, I watched oh, Beethoven. You yourself. Yes, were, of you course. The kids it. liked the movie. And there's like Beethoven 2. And then wasn't he, there, hmm, there was one as well, uh, I can't think of, from like the 80s, well, I think there were a lot of movies, but there was one from the 80s I feel like I watched too. He's like the one Charles of those. Charles Grodin film. Yeah. He was a very good late night talk show guest on Carson and Letterman because he would come on and he would act annoyed to be there and he really played very well off of those guys. Right, sure. So I knew him more as like a guest on Letterman than anything else. Okay. I'm looking here. Hmm. You're looking at his IMDb page? Yeah, I'm trying to figure out what movie that I'm thinking of. Midnight. It might be Midnight Run. That might be it. Very popular. Yep, yep, yep. That might be it. So, yeah, Beethoven, Beethoven, Clifford, I don't know that one. Clifford was another dog movie. Amazing how many films these guys run through. Clifford was the big red dog. Um, Is that it was from in this books. movie? Well, in life. Clifford oh, was... and the Muppet. The oh, Muppets, oh. he was in that. He played a Muppet? No, Weird. he didn't play the Muppets. He was in the great Muppet caper. Oh, he was in the Muppet movie. Yeah, this All is right. ridiculous how many movies this guy was in. They call him, Jerry, a prolific actor. He was in Last Resort. I'm sure you saw that. I don't know what that is. Girls in bikinis. You're oh. living it right now. <laughs> <laughs> Old boss guy staring at them. Morning six to ten. <laughs>